The story I'm about to tell you is one of the most extraordinary tales of our time. It's a story of change, a change which has affected all of us. Some say it's a change for the worse. Others find it a change that is very exciting. in electronic technology has given musicians and composers a great range of new techniques, voices and sounds. This is one of the studios of the Radiophonic Workshop where we make electronic music for radio and television programs. In our day-to-day -day work here we're not necessarily always pushing back the frontiers of experimental music but nevertheless, this is a place where we can explore many exciting new sounds. This is one of our main pieces of equipment, a synthesizer, an electronic device which can be used as a musical instrument. First of all, let me show you five basic stages in using the synthesizer. Behind here are 12 tone generators, or if you prefer, oscillators. Let's set one of them to work. Behind this panel, an electric circuit is sending out a signal which is being fed through to the loudspeaker. 
This knob is simply the volume control. Up or down. Loud or soft. Now you probably know that all sounds have a waveform, which can be seen on an oscilloscope. From left to right it shows pitch. Vertically it shows volume. Or you can operate them both at the same time. But you can't hear it because five cycles too low for the human ear. But if we take the five waves coming from that oscillator and use it to control one of the other oscillators, say this one, then we can impose on it a five cycles per second vibrato effect. How's it going, everyone? My name is LJ Shasta. sound design, I decided to try Speed and recreate the sounds in the shots because sound design down. is not only an extreme. What I've just set up, one oscillator controlling another, is an example of voltage control. Two.
station is fully operational, we are vulnerable. The Rebel Alliance is too well equipped. They're more dangerous than you realize. Dangerous to your Starfleet, Commander, not to this battle station. The Rebellion will continue to gain a support in the Imperial Senate. The, the Imperial Senate will no longer be of any concern to us. I have just received word that the Emperor has dissolved the Council permanently. The last remnants of the Old Republic have been swept away. That the bureaucracy. The regional governors now have direct control over their territories. Fear will keep the local systems in line. Fear of this battle station. And what of the rebellion? If the rebels have obtained a complete technical readout of this station, it is possible, however unlikely, that they might find a weakness and exploit it. The plans you refer to will soon be back in our hands. Any attack made by the rebels against this station would be a useless gesture, no matter what technical data they've obtained. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. the city of the day after tomorrow, say the year 2000, I think it will be completely different. In fact, it may not even exist at all. Oh, I'm not thinking of the atom bomb and the next stone age. I'm thinking of the incredible breakthrough which has been made possible by developments in communications, particularly the transistor and, above all, the communication satellite. These things will make possible a world in which we can be in instant contact with each other, wherever we may be, where we can contact our friends anywhere on Earth, even if we don't know their actual physical location. It will be possible in that age, perhaps only 50 years from now, for a man to conduct his business from Tahiti or Bali just as well as he could from London. In fact, if it proves worthwhile, almost any executive skill, any administrative skill, even any physical skill, could be made independent of distance. I am perfectly serious when I suggest that one day we may have brain surgeons in Edinburgh operating on patients in New Zealand. When that time comes, the whole world will have shrunk to a point, and the traditional role of the city as a meeting place for man would have ceased to make any sense. In fact, men will no longer commute. They will communicate. They won't have to travel for business anymore. They'll only travel for pleasure. I only hope that when that day comes, and when the city is abolished, the whole world isn't turned into one giant suburb. I brought along my son Jonathan, who in the year 2001 will be the same age as I am now. Maybe he will be better adjusted to this kind of world that you will try to portray. The big difference when he grows up, in fact, if we wanted to wait for the year 2001, is that he will have in his own house, not a computer as big as this, but at least a console through which he can talk to his friendly local computer and get all the information he needs for his everyday life, like his bank statements, is theater reservations, all the information you need in the course of living in a complex modern society. This will be in a compact form in his own house. He'll have a television screen like this here and a keyboard and he'll talk to the computer and get information from it. And he'll take it as much for granted as we take the telephone. I wonder though, what sort of a life would it be like in social terms? I mean, if our whole life is built around the computer, do we become a computer-dependent society and a computer-independent individuals? In some ways, but they'll also enrich our society because it'll make it possible for us to live really anywhere we like. Any businessman, any executive could live almost anywhere on Earth and still do his business through a device like this. And this is a wonderful thing. It means we want him to be stuck in cities, we better live out in the country or wherever we please and still carry on complete interaction with human beings as 
computer as well as with other computers. One of the great challenges in this world is knowing enough about a subject to think you're right, but not enough about the subject. It's taken Peter Anderson four years to build his body to this shape. Now 20, he'll be competing this weekend along with 42 other competitors for the title Mr. Australia. This is the world of triceps, biceps, laterals, and pectorals. Bodybuilders may take themselves seriously, but the public at large don't seem to. I think the attitude of the average Australian is that uh, bodybuilders are a different type of person than anybody else. But, uh, in fact, when you get to know them, they're a reasonable, quiet, intelligent type. Bodybuilder, you're narcissistic because you're looking in your own. They don't understand that the only way you see your progress of your physique is by checking in a mirror or uh, tipping on a scale or taking a tape measure, measure measuring your muscles. Uh, so that's how the preconceptions come up and uh, they think that maybe if you train 10 years and you stop your workouts you will fall apart, you know, you turn to fat and uh, that's obviously wrong because muscles never can turn to fat. And uh, it, a lot of preconceptions, some people even think that if you are involved in your body that you are homosexual, you know, because it's something very bad to be involved in your own body. It's good for the female but not good for the man, which is stupid, you know. And uh, there are many like that. Misconceptions aside, the bodybuilder is, like the long-distance runner, a loner. Their friends are usually other bodybuilders. But women, they claim, love them. Arnold Schwarzenegger appears to have had very few problems with women. No, actually not many. I, I, there were a few uh, girls, I can say, that they found it too much or too big because they're not used to that, you know. It's, uh, but... Uh, most girls like uh, good physics, and uh, in America, like I said, the, the people are much more educated as bodybuilding, and they're much more into it, and uh, the girls over there take it probably much more than in Australia, but uh, I haven't found a girl yet in Australia who hated much. Watching actors give us phony emotions, techniques, and special effects, while the world he inhabits is, in some respects, counterfeit. There's nothing fake about Truman himself. No scripts, no cue cards. It isn't always Shakespeare, but it's genuine. It's a life. We're not gonna make it. 
You're gonna have to go on without me. No way, mister. You're going to the top of this mountain. Broken legs and all. We find many viewers leave him on all night for comfort. There is no, there is no difference between a private life and a public life. My, my life is my life, is the Truman Show. The Truman Show is a lifestyle. It's a noble life. It is a truly blessed life. Yeah, tell me something I don't know. All right, promise me one thing, though. If I die before I reach the summit, you'll use me as an alternative source of food. It's all true. It's all real. Nothing here is fake. Nothing you see on this show is fake. It's merely controlled. Programming. It is my great pleasure to present to you Robocop. But hey, this guy's really good. He's not a guy, he's a machine. All Detroit has a cancer. Cancer is crime. Settle back. Let the woman go, you are under arrest. You, you better back up, pal! Your movie is creepy. Thank you very much. What are your prime directives? You have the right to remain silent. You have the right to an attorney. Anything you say may be used against you. It's going to help people customize and save the liberty you idiot. You recorded every word you said. You're dead. We killed you. His memory is admissible as evidence. You're gonna have to kill it. Get in the car, for God's sake! Robocop, the future of law enforcement. Three dead police... Day police officer. A cop who doesn't need to eat or sleep. A cop with superior firepower. He needs a car. Thank you. What are your prime directives? Serve the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law. You have the right to remain silent. You have the right to an attorney. 
Anything you say may be used against you. He was trying to kill.
good day. This is your good friend, Pearl Sagan. And you are definitely listening to you, man behind the machine. Awesome show. Good stuff. Keep it up. I look forward to them every week. Thanks. This is Detroit, and you're listening to Man Behind the Machine. You're listening to Man Behind the Machine. Behind the Machine. I'd rather work for Man Behind the Machine instead of the man. That's why I never worked for the man. I knew he was going to take me. I was better off on my own, doing my own gig. But a bit of a rough ride, I will say that, but at least we're 100% us. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, really, all the stars could be suing. Look at all the stuff that they went and decided to do, like, you know, like, for example... We'll say, I don't know if you have it there or not. It's called Ion TV, where they play all the old school TV shows. Well, are the actors or actresses getting any type of royalties from that? You know? So, once again, they're making revenue off of something that's, you know, on many, many channels. And keep in mind, most of the stuff is overseas, too, so they'll never see any money. So, that's usually uh, the money powers that be. That's what they like. Or they do like them. Little scammers were like, but Korea hacked in and they stole the movie because they knew it was going to be a flop. So they're always working their angles because they got money. I think the case we should be watching now, honestly, is Britney Spears and Disney. I think once it starts to unfold, uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm really curious now to see what is live and what's fake. A lot of it has to do with um, these politicians. I know a lot of these characters have been rounded up because they're really super evil. So I'm just curious. And that's about it, man. You gotta fake it till you make it. That's the way it works. Hey, man, he got recognized. I mean, deep fake or not, I mean, that's the future. I mean, if you can get an Unreal Engine, set it up at home. Work, work, work. Send it up to Hollywood. It's a demo tape. There you go. Hey, man, you work for a living. You show you want to do some work. Sometimes you get the job. That's the way it is in this industry. You work hard. You're hoping to make it somewhere. Look at that. Somebody saw the video and couldn't work. Well, look at that. Now that you have yourself a little nano chip in ya. Gee, I wonder uh, how your body's going to start to be controlled now. And people just don't think this stuff is real. But we really know what's up. Wow, that's pretty interesting, huh? I like Gibby Hayes. In fact, I think my boy went on a tour with him for a minute. There's a whole different act, though. Gibby's cool, though, I think. I love the butthole surfers, though. <laughs> yeah, the weekend was cool. It was a great wedding. It was, uh, you know, good times with the Indian community. It's a good thing I worked down on Devon Street for quite some time for the India Tribune. As you can see, we were just getting loose, throwing people in the air. Good times. Down here at the studio now, as you can hear. Working on some new tracks, some new visuals. Hey, listen to that, huh? Yeah, that's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, I was saying that. First, got to report that. I was just imagine that day. What a crazy damn. Could you imagine just being a reporter? Like I said, it was, I think our, our time was the 9-11 thing. 
say right that they shoot him? Oh, Mr. Kenny, that is, I guess. He's got millions of dollars on this thing, and I get to hear him. And most people wouldn't even know they're saying it. See what I'm saying? They, they should actually put it in the parking lot of where I'm actually located at the Russell in the back. Literally, they probably get more people to come out and see the damn thing because it's like there's a whole parking lot. Honestly, I don't know who would be willing. You probably have to go to the city council because they're the ones who make the final decision, I think, on where it goes. See what I'm saying? They, they should actually put it in the parking lot of where I'm. But yeah, like I said, uh. Oh man, they just, I don't think they're ever going to get, I mean, honestly, they could put it anywhere. They don't have to put it in Detroit proper. They can actually put it on the edge somewhere. Robocop I mean, statue. Honestly, they could probably put it in Midtown. It'd be kind of cool. What they ought to do is just ought to put it on wheels and take it all around, take it all around town. Just keep it moving. They don't really need to put it. I don't think people are really into statues anymore. You know what I'm saying? I mean, who really thinks about that? I mean, when I was a kid, I used to like statues. Actually, because it was a statue after, like, one of my long-lost relatives. But anyways, but uh, besides that, I just, I don't know, man. They're always tearing the damn things down, so I don't think they're really into statues anymore. And I don't know if the RoboCop statue is really worth anything. You know? I mean, it's weird, because like I said, I think more people know about Axel Foley than they do about RoboCop. And honestly, they'd probably be better off putting the crow up. Everybody thinks it's Detroit, so they had to put that guy up, make a statue for the crow, Brandon Lee or whatever. That's a statue that everybody will probably come and see, too. They all think it's Detroit, but it's not Detroit, I don't think. But everybody's like, oh, this would be like Detroit, right? And I'm like, yeah, you know. <laughs> I actually live near that, actually. And like I said, other statues you could do. Uh, Stevie Wonder, that'd be a good statue. They don't have any statues they have. Maybe Barry Gordy. I'd say the Jacksons, but they're actually from Indiana, so they got to put their statue in Indiana. Or the Temptations. That'd be a good, that'd be a good statue. Um, you know. Uh, Donnie Ross would be a good statue, I guess. They want to do statues. Um, we could do a Coleman Young statue. I don't know how that would go over, but I'd like to see that. Coleman Young statue. We got a Joe Lewis fist. I think they were going to build the whole body and they ran out of money. But we got the fist portion. It's pretty cool. Everybody poses by it, too. They all think it's, uh, <laughs> the Millennium Panthers, but it's actually the Joe Lewis fist. Back when he used to bare knuckle box. I didn't put the boxing glove on. I was like, wait a minute. Did they forget something? How do you know it's Joe Lewis's fist? He used to wear gloves. Unless they used to bare knuckle box back in the day. I don't know maybe they did. But, um, yeah, so a lot of people think it's the Black Panthers, which is cool, too. I got no idea about Robocop. I already told you that. All I know is they don't want the statue anywhere in Detroit. I mean, if we can figure out a place to put it, I'm giving you ideas. I just don't know where they want to put it. I guess it's one of them things. I mean, like I said, when it comes to movies, when, you know, Robocop is cool, but a lot of guys just don't even remember You know, I guess they're in Detroit. I don't know, maybe they do. Maybe there's a cult family that I don't know about. But like I said, if I walked up to people and really I asked them, like, what would be your top Detroit music movie? Most of them would say True Romance. Then they'd be like, Beverly Hills Cop, which they actually hung on Beverly Hills for most of the time. And then, um, I guess Robocop, you know. It's just the way it is. I'll tell you, a movie you want to see, man, is Standing in the Shadows of Motown. I'm telling you, if there's a movie you ever want to see, it's a great movie. And then, Louder Than Love, about the Grandy Bar. And, um, I think there's a movie called Detroit Rock City, but you don't have to see that one. That one wasn't that great. But, um, there's all kinds of other movies that were made here, too. A lot of people don't even know, you know. I mean, obviously, they did all the big stuff, like Batman and... Transformers or something like that. And there's other cool movies that, you know, kind of cool. I guess I never saw the Grand Torino movie. I think that was filmed here. So they got one uh, now with uh, somebody else. I can't think of his name now. It's wild, too, because Trey, man, they can be doing movies all the time, but they don't even need Hollywood. Like I said, they just need good scripts, you know? They got plenty of people that work here, and they, they win awards and stuff, too. They just live here, and they don't live on Hollywood because it's too expensive and weirdos. So, yeah, that was it.
was actually a backup. Whenever you do and you want to make sure you got stuff back. Can't imagine the stress you're in when you're doing a wedding because you can't have nothing to screw up. Not very long, kid. Oh, yeah, the green screen. That's our studio. That's our TV studio. Which uh, we're going to be doing live now because we're going to be partially going over to another building so we can do TV style stuff too. So we're looking at starting that up again hopefully here in September. Everything stays well. And then uh, I've been doing these other things with green screening like people come in and they shoot. And I'm uh, pretty excited by that. So it's going to be going down here real soon too with a couple things. So pretty exciting. Things are looking pretty decent. Hopefully we'll be back on track here within the next year. <laughs> so, and I got a couple other ideas I'm working on with uh, wedding companies. We're going to start to do some streaming and stuff like that um, for people who can't make it to weddings. So, like families, you know, across the state. How does one sell this? I was virtually virtual DJ. <laughs> I don't have to. I just had a backup. That's all it was. Then I run with two computers just because uh, I never know what can happen. Come. You can't scrub a wedding. So I have a backup. Always have a backup. Nah, man. We don't do too much on the video tip yet. We're going to be getting there. I just basically have it as a second computer case. The other one just happens to die out. Like I said, and I just had them both set up. The goal, though, is, is to uh, start to uh, do... Um, a uh, live broadcast where people can uh, have their relatives tap in. You know, obviously it'd be private if they want it private. If they want to let the world see their marriage, they can do that, just like on General Hospital. You know, but uh, that's kind of where we're going to with it. Uh, still working out a couple of kinks here along the way, but you know, the future's looking pretty uh, so bright. You got to wear shades. Nah, we're just going to leave it the same, you know, just take a walk up and talk on the camera. Um, it's going to be set up in the back of the room on a tripod. And then we'll move the camera, you know. I might have a couple of them, so I'll have maybe one that I can run the board. And it can go over to the, you know, dance floor. I mean, Supposedly the next one in line, Elon Musk, he uh, shot a satellite up into space there. I think it went out either in December or January. I can't remember the name of it at the moment. But uh, I'm going to go to a new thing called quantum internet, supposedly. Everything's going to be quantum. That's the whole thing I've heard, whether or not it's going to happen or not. You never know probably be dead before we even see it, but supposedly free internet, free electricity. We'll actually have medical that will actually heal, heal people through quantum, uh, um, like basic, they have these quantum tables or something like that where you'll be able to be healed of cancer and all kinds of great stuff. So obviously people will be able to live longer. It's kind of interesting that back in the Bible days, people lived for hundreds of years. And we only live for a hundred, so it's kind of hot. Average Joe was in the military, you know what I'm saying? Or Jane. It's uh, the higher ups. It's like even above the generals and stuff like that. These are like military psyop kind of guys. That's what they do for a living, they're psyops. That's exactly what uh, Facebook is. Huge psyop, if you've ever seen QAnon. I think the only one that's kind of open to it is Aikun. 
they're actually just regular people sitting on that bitch. And, but uh, that's where it's at. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. I mean, that's why you're able to track people like you do. What's cracks me up is like, okay, you got all these people that you can track, but you can't get a handle on crime. You know? So, they let it go. <laughs> Same way it works one way. They let it go the other way just to make it happen. To keep their funding going. Yeah, it looked like a giant penis, didn't it? I don't know. Um, no, he said, I, I don't know if he actually went up in space. We got Bezos up there. We got, like I said, I think these characters are dead. But, um, what's the other one? Branson. There's just, like I said, look up, uh, basically Whitey on the moon. <laughs> so, you know, that's a good one to listen to. Simple as that. Whitey on the moon. But yeah, so yeah, everybody's going to space. I actually think, no, no doubt about it, that Mars is already colonized. It's probably been colonized. Because God, we were so. years. I'm sure they've already set up an Amazon up there anyway, so. A gentleman years and years ago, and like I said, you know, he talked about the moon, and basically, it's a whole you can look these things up. I mean, people have been writing about it for years. I mean, depopulation, Bill Gates has been talking about it forever. And, um, there's you know, they always blame the whole thing on like, oh, the food chain is gonna not be any food, but the food wasted in today's America is disgusting. I mean, really, you could feed hundreds of millions of people on a daily basis just on waste alone, and it's not even really waste, it's just the way they decide they're going to package it and how long they're going to keep it for instead of giving it away they usually throw it away which is you know everything can be easily fixed too I mean that's the whole thing I mean most people are part of the economy we only have 345 million people in the United States that's it maybe was another 10 million for let's say illegals and people who didn't fill out the census so we'll say okay we got 360 million people oh yeah I saw that Absolutely. I mean, if they can perfect it in uh, Earth, they can easily perfect it on Mars. That's what they do. I mean, that's why we're in the situations we're in. Yeah, I just got done with a gig. Yeah, it's a good time that I... Because I was doing a rooftop over in Greektown. It's the big thing down in Detroit. And yes, you can definitely get the world in three minutes. I think it's less than that on CNN, too. Let me know that Detroit Techno, man. I'd like to know who it is. Let me know what's going on. I'm trying to get back into things with the uh, visual mixes, but sadly, man, I'm a bit down on some stuff right here. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a bit of a sad situation because my uh, computer, uh, I had to upgrade it to Catalina. And sadly, my new VJ, which I use as the system, which is uh, through Archaos, um, they have not upgraded their program to work with Catalina. So, my VJing career is currently on hold until I figure out what I can do next. Leave a voicemail at 313-0231. We'll put it on the next episode. Thank you for calling.